Drive Time on RT Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Protect your family's future with life cover from Zurich. Talk to a financial broker to find out more. Now, when she became the new leader of the Social Democrats, Holly Kearns made her opening address during leaders' questions in the Dáil and used the opportunity to speak about her generation and the housing crisis. This is what she said. Taoiseach, um, I'm a member of the first ever generation who will be worse off than our parents. This didn't happen by accident. Political choices made by successive governments have resulted in the aspirations and dreams of an entire generation being either diminished or destroyed. Nowhere is the political betrayal of young people more evident than in the housing disaster. Skyrocketing rents and exorbitant house prices have resulted in the collapse of home ownership rates. Taoiseach, the housing disaster isn't just about bricks and mortar. It's about young people whose adult lives are on hold because they can't afford to move out of their childhood bedrooms. So, is Holly Kearns right? Does her generation have it worse off than their parents? And how exactly do we measure the wealth and the health of our citizens and then compare it to 30 or 40 years ago? Well, Dr Kieran Casey is an Irish economic historian at the University of Limerick and he's been looking into this. And you're very welcome, Kieran, to the programme this evening. Um, I suppose we might start with sort of being clear of what generation we're talking about. So what, because there's so many different names for the different (laughs) generations. Um, Which generation classification is Holly Kearns in? I think she'd be a millennial. Um, I, I, I don't. It's not something I specialise in. But yeah, she's. I, I'm. Holly's thirty three, so I'm. I'm thirty eight. So I, I think I'm on the older end of millennial. And I think she's on the younger. So. Okay. So then, if we're trying to look at what she's saying, um, what sort of mm-hmm. metrics do we use then to try and figure out if people are worse off than their parents? Yeah. So I mean, I, I suppose I, I thought it was a really good speech. What What kind of provoked me into looking at it wasn't so much what she said, but the kind of response to her on Twitter that people seemed, you know, yes, she's absolutely right, or no, she's absolutely wrong. And of course, it's multifaceted. So I mean, there's a bunch of ways you could look at it. One is so, in say in the US, people will say this a lot that you know this generation is now better off than their parents or worse off than their parents. In the US, it's probably true. Real wages in the US have fro- they've been pretty stagnant. Uh, for most people since the 1980s. Um, in Ireland, it's different. We were in 1970, we were only about half as rich as the rest of Western Europe. In 1990, so say when Holly's parents were presumably about the same age, um, or not just Holly's parents, we won't pick on them, but just um, that generation, we were about two thirds as rich as the rest of Western Europe. And the boom in the 1990s was so incredible that we caught up. And that boom gets conflated with the property boom in the 2000s. It wasn't. I mean, all the benefits in the 1990s stuck around. So Ireland has a really unique experience in Western Europe. There's nothing else really like it um, in the last couple of decades. So yeah, here on paper, um, millennials should be far better off than their parents were. Um, but obviously housing's the bit that we don't get right. So which bits are they better off with then? That boom came, what did it improve? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously um, incomes definitely, no question, um, and real incomes definitely. Uh, Certainly, people get to do more interesting jobs. They get paid better. They have much better um, access, obviously, internationally, consumer goods, everything from smart, f- smartphones to medicines, much safer cars, um, everything like that. Because they're developed abroad, but because we're wealthier, people can actually access them. If we were still, um, I mean, we were, for a long time, we actually fell behind other kind of peripheral Western European countries like Portugal and Spain in terms of income. So we'd have, I mean, you can go visit those countries. There's a reason we find them cheap. Um, so we get we get all the, the benefits of that. Um, what's staggering to me, actually, I looked I looked at the World Bank data. 
life expectancies here have gone up seven years since 1990, which is incredible. Wow. Um, the Yeah, no, it's, it's really surprising. And infant mortality has dropped by 60%. It was eight in a thousand in 1990. It's now three in a thousand. So um, <laughs> the health service might be better than we, we generally kind of think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and all those metrics, definitely much, much better. And, then, I mean, there's all, you know, the intangibles and stuff as well. I mean, you've got, you know, there's... Uh, an awful lot of the technology you use now is com- incomparable to what it would have been like in 1990. So in those senses, yeah, absolutely, things are better for people. So really, I mean, you're talking about health, education, income, lifestyle, yeah. pretty much everything except for housing? Yeah, well, the two things. The other one is the education one's a double-edged sword because, yeah, there are more interesting jobs, but there's still only a limited number. So. Oh, did Kieran's line just drop out there? Um, we'll see if we can get Kieran back up on the line. Or oh, well, <laughs> it sounds like Kieran's line definitely dropped out. Um, I know some of you were texting to five one double five one in relation to this a little earlier. I'll see if I can find some of those texts now, um, because it's a little earlier. It just, in can, the, can I just say? Oh, oh, and I, I found it extremely interesting listening to Kieran Sarah there. Yeah. And I, I, it just seems to me, if I could sum it up, that he was saying that we're job rich and security poor, and security poor based on on housing or pensions and adequate provision or whatever. I'd love, like, I know he's back in a minute. I'd love for you to pick up on that with him. And I mean, well, where sorry, does that Sorry, I was asking everyone? the questions you wanted me to ask, Cormac. Were you sitting there thinking Sarah's just yeah. not asking the right <laughs> questions? Just, <laughs> no, no, you're doing a, a perfect Kieran, job. you're back just in time. A fight was about to break out. <laughs> sorry, yeah, I, yeah, sorry. I, I, just, I just jumped off. I just thought I'd, I'd let you two discuss it among yourselves. <laughs> now, Kieran, uh, Cormac had a great question <laughs> for you. Go on, Cormac. Are you I still had a much there? better question than, yeah, than Sarah. Oh, no, I was just listening and I... <laughs> extremely, uh, your analysis is really good. I mean, ca- could we summarise it basically and say we're job rich now, but security poor because of housing and pensions? Then if that is the case, is that yeah. down to bad management or bad governance? Yeah, no, it's really interesting. So first of all, the pensions one's really interesting. I'm studying Singapore a lot at the moment. Singapore is amazing. So they make you, and have for, or certainly for decades, they made you put 20% of your salary directly into your pension. Your com- employer contributed the same. And when you retired, that was the pot. It was what you put in plus interest. Whereas obviously in Ireland, and most Western countries, we don't do that. We don't have a pot. So it's, it's it's like this generational Ponzi scheme that people put in now and it's just, or they put in now, but pensions now are just being paid from the general exchequer. Mm. I would be really surprised that by the time I retire or Holly retires, if, you know, real pensions are comparable to what they are today. So, so definitely, that's a big I mean, one. Yeah, that's like that's a really big one, isn't it? Huge. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I mean, it, it's again, it's, it, you know, it's an easy political choice now. You know, you, you kick the can down the road. There isn't a pension fund there. And I mean, it's just not, you know, you've got, I can't remember the exact multiple, but you know, you've, you'll have far fewer workers for every retired person come, you know, 2060 than you yeah. to do today. So yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a place where it's really going to hit home. We um, yeah. got some texts in on this. Um, I, I might uh, put them to you. In the 80s, this person says 20% on, well, I suppose we're going back to the 80s now, which is not what we're meant to be comparing. But anyway, that's No, no, the 80s is fine. Yeah, I, okay. I, and and it, let, let me guess, it's I had to pay such and such an interest rate and it was so incredibly difficult. Is that the... <laughs> um, well, let's see. 20% unemployment, mass emigration, yeah. living in bedsits. So yes, yeah, pretty much what you were expecting here. Uh, now full yeah. employment in very good jobs. 
jobs, mass immigration, yeah. high standards mm-hmm. of accommodation. It's very hard to pick a better, better country to live in than Ireland at present. Mm-hmm. It's so much better now than it was previously. Another person says, today's generation don't realise how lucky they have it. For example, yeah. take, take the wall-to-wall <laughs> coverage of the prevailing weather, says this person. <laughs> as, as They're criticising you there, that wrong. Um, I, I, Sorry, this is Jim who's making this point. And they say, outside of, uh, Jim says, outside of buying an affordable house, which I accept is a difficult life factor, everything else is, let's be honest, generous and easy. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, I think generally, I mean, Irish people, um, yeah, definitely. I mean, there, there is, I think if you if you have a house, um, as, you know, allowing for the fact that climate change pensions are going to hit us down the road. If you have a house, you're doing, you know, pretty well in most cases. Yeah, definitely employment much better. Employment prospects are much, much better. Um, sorry, no, I thought, and again, I was being unfair to that person. I heard someone earlier saying, you know, interest rates were so high and stuff like that. Mm. But the proportion, I mean, in, you know, the person in the 80s, you could buy a house in a nice area on one reasonable income, often people who weren't graduates with a 20-year mortgage. That is just absolutely impossible. It's just not going to happen. So, I mean, people, and you get it, again, you get people texting individual horror stories. The 80s was much poorer. I completely accept that. But on the housing front, I mean, it's just, there's no comparison. Okay, and just one final text on this. Roland says it's a bit rich for older generations to look upon younger generations as being privileged, given that older generations partied on despite the warnings about climate change and then handed younger generations a planet on the brink of destruction. And I suppose that's as big a con as, as you can be handed, isn't it? Um, Kieran, we'll have to leave it there. And thank you very much for joining us. No doubt we'll talk about it again. That's Dr. Kieran Casey, Irish economic historian at the University of Limerick.